The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Manifestation of the glory and the promises of God. Hallelujah. If you are sure and you know that you are alive and your God is alive and your testimony is about to happen and you are the next in line for a miracle. Come on, lift up those winning hands. Stamp your feet this morning. Jump up. Shout hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad. I welcome you from all the inhabitable, habitable continents of the world. Uh, I welcome you, church local, that is Richmond Hill Throne of Grace, both in person and online. And I welcome everybody from all over the world. Why don't you celebrate people watching you from all over the world? Praise God. Hallelujah. Firstly, I want to salute the grace of God upon God's servant, uh, Pastor Israel, and the amiable wife. Uh, she is something else. Please, let's just appreciate Mama today. She is just something else. Uh, I, I, I am tempted, but if I do talk, I might have to make her the sermon today. But uh, praise God. I want to say on behalf of myself, my wife, the entire church family in Royal House. We love you. We appreciate you so much. In fact, the church was almost mad at me today that why was I leaving? Because I was in the middle of a series. I said I have uh, special people in my heart that I must attend to. I can't say no. Praise God. I want to say we love you with the love of God. Uh, I look at your wonderful daughters, again, members of the first family. I was just desiring. You know, sometimes you can wish. I wish that was my daughter-in-law. But uh, praise God. Amen. I greet you. Amen. I greet you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for all the departmental heads, all the ministers in the house. God bless you. It's a great work. How you know it's a great work is when you have been somewhere once and you get there again and you can hardly recognize that means the church has moved forward. In fact, in talking of excellence today, I said, what does Pastor Israel want me to talk? He's already uh, excellence impersonified himself. Praise God. But I want to thank God for your lives. The church is moving forward, marching stronger, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's good to be home. I feel at home here. And of course, the choir. Every time... There are a few churches I go to that I really enjoy the music. That's just the truth. But uh, Throne of Grace is one of them that I enjoy so much, the music here. Praise God. I learn every time. Amen. God bless you real good. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people are glad to be in the house today? You are glad to be in the house, whether online, offline, middle line, in person. Praise God. You are glad to be in the house of God. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up those hands to heaven and begin to thank him that I'm alive today. I'm part of the living. Father, I've come to worship you. I've come to bless you. 
I've come to minister to you. I've come to give my best to you. Come on, worship him. Join the two and four elders. Worship him. Sing a new song. Sing a new song. Praying the Holy Ghost. Join the hosts of heaven. Mariebosete. Come on, worship. Come on, worship. Worship him. Oh, what a great privilege. We lift you up. Hands up. Arms open wide. As we cry. We lift you up. Lord, we lift your name. 
on, lift up those hands to heaven and pray in the Holy Ghost. We worship you, Amen to Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, because we have not gathered to an ordinary place this morning. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, to the church of the firstborn, to the spirit of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a better covenant that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. We thank you because upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and holiness. And the people of Jacob will possess their possession. We are in the throne of grace this morning. A set of people dedicated to keeping your throne above their lives. With a vision and a mandate to possess the land for you. King of glory, speak to us your engrafted word. Words that will change us and transform us as part and parcel of this commission. Words that will help us arrive at the destination you have promised and prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Let lives be changed this morning. Let destinies be transformed. Let souls be saved. Let backsliders be restored. Let those who are under the bondage of darkness receive deliverance, O oh God. Let our lives never remain the same. We are trusting you everywhere this message is sailing through. Every place, every room, in their bedrooms, in their living rooms, in the other rooms, in their cars, wherever they are, let your presence tabernacle to do what only you, the heavens, can do. King of glory, we are so grateful because we know that after this encounter, our lives will never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus as we take our seats. Praise God. What's your name, young man? Again? Ibube. He has grown taller. Is he the same guy? Just within a year. Glory be to God. You know, last time I said, he inspired me that I'm going to start playing bass guitar. You remember? When I saw him today, I said, oh, yeah, but I'm glad to tell you I've made progress. <laughs> Although it might not be as much as you want, but God is still happy with me. At least I bought a personal bass guitar. And we stare at each other. <laughs> Amen? I know after seeing him today, I will go back. And uh, by the next time you see me, maybe I will be joining them too. <laughs> Praise God. Glory be to God. Come on, let's appreciate Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Today we have a very interesting topic before us. Uh, uh, it's a topic that I'm always excited about. In fact, it's the hallmark of my personality. It's the hallmark of my person. And above all that, 
it is what our God is all about. We want to talk about excellence this morning because our theme for this series has been being different. And one of the things that would distinguish you in life and in ministry and in service as a church, as a community, will always be this hallmark of excellence. So I'm bringing a message to you today, captioned, Approve Excellent Things. What did I call it? Excellent Things. A God, the God you and I serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that we serve is a God of excellence. He does things par excellence. Anyone who chooses not to be excellent can never comprehend, can never be in tune and being in line with his purposes, with his, with his, with his mind, with what he wants to do. Many can never ever achieve it unless they fall in line with this principle of excellence, cultivate the culture of excellence. Unfortunately for many of us, I hope my wife will forgive me today, uh, in the country my wife was born in. Many people, <laughs> many people from that side of the world, excellence is far-fetched. Excellence is not our culture. Excellence is not what we have prioritized. Uh, sad to say, but I know that God is not giving up on us. Amen? Amen? Praise God. We are going places whether the devil likes it or not. Amen. Amen? And sometimes we look at other places around the world and we wonder why they are so blessed. What is happening? It's not as if they believe in God as much as people from that part of the world believe in God. They call us third world, they call some of them third world countries and so on. But why? Why is it that uh, you see a, a godless nation, for example, you don't see much of God in them. They don't, in fact, they try and remove God from every place. Like in North America, God is, the name of God is removed in public schools and so on and so forth. They, they, they say in God we trust is in their money. They are debating as we speak. They are still debating for some generations that they have been debating that they should remove in God we trust from their part of their statement because it's offensive. Can you imagine? But you look at nations like that. Why is God still blessing them? Why is the blessing of God still upon them? They might not know God. They might not do the things of God, but they practice the principles of God. And God's blessing will always come on such. Amen. Praise God. So today, as we want to say, approve things that are excellent, where are we going to start from? Let's first start by defining what excellence is so that we don't assume we know what excellence is. Uh, excellence has big definitions here and there, but I'm going to be able to relate it via concepts. The first one I want to say is that Excellence is the highest or superior quality. Highest or superior quality. Always the best. Superior in every sense of it. So when you talk of quality, it's the best. Praise God. Second concept 
quality that always stands out. It always stands out. There is a process of excellence. To be outstanding, you must always stand out. Praise God. Like my good son David there is standing out. You can't find those specks anywhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was looking for him today. I said, well, oh, I saw the specks before I saw him. I said, That's, uh, thumbs up, boy. Praise God. Number three, quality that is always improving. That's excellence. It's a quality. Like I commented about the church when I came in. It was already excellent the last time I came, but I saw improvement. Praise God. And I know you guys aren't done yet. Or oh, are you done? Okay. Praise God. Always improving. That's excellence. It's not just an activity we pursue. Excellence is not an activity we just pursue or achieve. It's a commitment to be ever improving. That is, you don't get to a point and you say, I'm satisfied. Now, if you go to the car industry, uh, praise God, every vehicle has a slogan. Toyota, you say, who can tell me the slogan for Toyota? We are going places. Praise God. It's going to take you places. That's Toyota. Praise God. What about Lexus? Oh, am I the only car? <laughs> Praise God. Am I the only car person here? Okay. Lexus is pursuit of excellence. Watch every automobile. You know, like my daughter will lecture me. Say there are vehicles and there are automobiles and there are machines. So, you, I said, this girl already has it in her. What is in me? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, every vehicle, just to cut the time, every vehicle has a slogan. You can, you can look around and you pick on BMW is the ultimate machine, if you know, now and so on. So, now, when you move to Rolls Royce, now, Rolls Royce, who can tell me the slogan of, huh? No. Slogan, uh, Rolls Royce has no slogan. Because they are in a class of their own. They don't have any sort of slogan. You see, that's why they trusted their technology so much. That when it came to building planes of engines, I mean, engines of planes, is Rolls Royce engine they trust the most. Because they are so meticulous. Their leather is hand, hand done. You understand? It's not mass production. No. It's done with precision. And that is why you see just one Rolls Royce. You see people drive it. It's their mortgage. They are driving around. Mortgage. <laughs> Praise God. Just one. It's not mass production. They don't produce mass or anything. Because of the passion with which they do their things in excellence. Because look, at, think of an en engine of a plane. Do you want anything to happen to that engine in the sky? That's why they can't, they can't trust anybody. Not a roadside can come and do it. They went to the best of the best. Praise God. So, it's constantly 
desiring to be better. That's what excellence is. There was a time they brought some people from all over the world to come and inspect Rolls Royce. And uh, they drove inside the Rolls Royce. They said, then they, they were asking for feedback. What, is, what do you think is wrong? They said, well, the clock inside the car was ticking a little bit too loud. A little bit too loud. You know what Rolls Royce did? They took it down immediately. They went back and they fine-tuned it. They changed the clock to make sure that there is nothing, absolutely nothing. It's zero tolerance for mediocrity. They don't have it. Praise God. It's something that is always ever progressing. It will always help us, ladies and gentlemen, to reach our goal. To go beyond the mark and it will always help us to deliver superior quality wherever we are. Either in our place of work, either in the church or in the community. You will always be a person of superior quality. This is what we have in mind when we are talking about excellence in the body of Christ. Proverbs 22:29 tells us a little bit more. Proverbs 22 29. I will be able to deliver at least four concepts from this verse. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not just stand before unknown men. Do you see a man who exceeds in his work? Number one, the first concept here is that excellence is observable. You can see it. It will be seen. Nobody, you can't, nobody can say, oh, nobody appreciates me. Nobody appreciates me. Every work I do around here, nobody appreciates me. Excuse me. If it's excellent, it will be seen. Perhaps the suggestion is that what you are doing is not excellent enough. Let's face the truth. You cannot be excelling and say no one sees you. People will see you. Even if you are in the desert place like Jesus Christ, they will come and look for you if you are excellent. How many people agree with me? Good. Number two, excellence relates to what we do. No one can say I am excelling. And you have nothing to say. No, people will have something to say. Because it's in what we do. He says, see as a man who is diligent in his work, in what he does. Praise God. It is not a course you take or a seminar you just sit in. It is seen in our work, excellence. Whether you are in, the, in your place of work, some, so, some of us, we go, we want pay rise. Why do you want pay rise? Ah, there's pandemic. Do you think that's the reason for pay rise? That's not the reason you'll be giving more money. Praise God. That's not the reason you get a promotion. Oh, I've been working in this company since the beginning of the company. Uh-huh. Story. Everybody says story. Uh-huh. When we want the history of the company, we'll come and ask you. That's not what is going to take this company to the next level. Are you listening to what I'm saying? 
So in your place of work, you want pay rise, you want promotion, excel in your work. When you have done your work, let everybody know that there's only one person that can do it this way. If it's cleaning, clean in such a way. There's a lady in our church, I love the way she cleans. In fact, I insist that she should clean my office. Because when she cleans, she cleans. The average person, you bring the average person, please help me clean this place. Just take rack, in one, in one, in one, in one. It's done. But this lady, she will first clean, first level. Then she will spray something again. He said, this one is to sanitize the whole thing. I said, what's the first one? I said, I said that one can't sanitize, Pastor. She will now put the other one. After she has done that, then she will now put polish. She will clean it in such a way. Even you yourself, you don't want it dirty again, you say. If anybody is leaning on your table, you say, uh-huh. Don't leave. If she, if, if she cleans the washroom, I'm telling you, this is, it, it was just like the washroom I entered when I came into this place. I love such washrooms. People don't hurry out. You can, you can sit there. You can worship God. You say it's peaceful and quiet. Let me just hear from heaven. Praise God. And so, and they are sorry. Let's, you enter. You are sorry you ever entered the place. Praise God. Amen. I said, do your stuff in an excellent way. The thought concept. Excellence brings us out of the unknown. When we are not known, when we are not recognized, excellence has a way of picking you out. And I see some people will be picked out this morning. Some people will be picked out in this journey. Before the end of this seven Sunday, some people will be located because of what you are hearing today. That thing on the inside of you that has not been recognized before, get ready, it's coming to limelight. In the name of Jesus Christ. He says, excellence will bring us out of the unknown. He will not stand before mere men. That's what the scripture says. He will not stand before unknown men. Who are the people that know your work? If they are not men that are fit to be called men, then you haven't started working. Praise God. I'm saying international people will come and locate you. Praise God. Excellence is good. Excellence is sweet. And we are still going to answer a question today. Why are many people not excellent? If we know excellence is the way out, if we know that excellence will bring so much to us in ministry, as an individual, in what we do in God's house, in what we do in the community, in what we do in our places of work, in what we do in our businesses. If we know excellence will always sort us out, then why are many not excellent? Why are we not going for it? Praise the Lord. If you don't have known men knowing your work, you are not yet excellent. Just tell yourself the truth. If whatever you are doing, men who matter don't know you yet, then you have not reached the mark. I know many will wake up today and reach the mark in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says one of the benefits you will have is that you will not stand before unknown men. You will not stand. You, known men will begin to know you. Amen. 
Number four, the fourth concept I see here is that excellence will raise you to the highest levels. It says king level. You will stand before kings. The highest level to stay and stand, that is where you belong. Somebody is agreeing with me saying, you shall be above only and never be beneath. If you believe that, say good amen. amen. So there are great benefits to being excellent. And I want you ladies and gentlemen to know that God wants you and I to be excellent. There are corporate organizations looking for excellent people today. Looking for excellent leaders. If you will rise and take your place as a child of God, you come with a heavy package. You come with trust. You come with integrity. You come with Jesus Christ into your place of work or into businesses. Do you know there are many business opportunities out there that they are looking for somebody just like you, a carrier of God who is excellent. But you see, when we refuse to be excellent, those doors will not open. When we refuse to be excellent, those opportunities will not come our way. It is excellence. When we put excellence into what we do, we already carry God as people of God. The great, the creator of the universe lives on the inside of you. But how come when the creator lives on the inside of you and things are not happening the way they ought? These some of these little, little principles we need to put in place like excellence. Amen. Praise God. So if you are not being paid very well, check your excellence level. I told you it's not loyalty that is used to reward your service. It's not faithfulness. It is more of excellence. God comes looking for you. The value of a person is in how excellent the person is. That's the value. When you want to say, oh, how, how much is this person worth to you? It's the excellence that the person brings on the table. Praise God. And I hope that you will find a place for excellence. Not just for today, but it will become part and parcel of your life. It's how you live and you breathe. Praise God. So we were trying to ask a question, why is excellence difficult? Let's turn our Bibles to Proverbs 16, 26. Proverbs 16, 26. I hope you are being blessed. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Sorry, it's not much of a shouting message. I love, I'm a preacher myself. I love preaching, but this kind of message, blame your pastor. He's the one who gave me a difficult <laughs> message to preach. Praise God. You should have given me something like power of the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh, that will see power. You see power. But you say excellence. Ah. Proverbs 26, verse 26. Are you there? If you got it, say, I got it. Okay. The person who labors, oh, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth, Drives him on. Very good. But I like the NIV rendering. Give me the NIV. NIV rendering. Yeah. No. NIV, not NLT. It's not available. Praise God. 
God have mercy on you on the day of excellence. <laughs> Praise God. Even if I say the translation of Kotangura, wherever that is, you should be able to bring it out on your system. So we will lay hands on him after service. All right, it's okay. It does happen. Ever improving. It doesn't mean that uh -huh. the next time I come, I'm sure he's the one who will be prompting me that, do you want another translation? <laughs> Praise God. NIV. NIV. Okay, who has NIV in the congregation? Praise God. NIV. Yes, 1626. Thank you, sir. Okay. Works for them. Mm -hmm. That's right. I want you to underline or write these two words down. It says the appetite of laborers works for them. So write the word appetite down. Then, the hunger drives them on. Write the word hunger. Why people are not excellent is simply because they are not hungry for excellence and they don't have appetite for it. The hunger is not there. If you want excellence in your life, you must be hungry for it. Not only hungry, but have appetite, large appetite for it. Because that's what will make you sustain the excellence. What is hunger? Hunger is the desire for something to meet our need. The desire for something to meet our need. For example, when it comes to food, when people say I'm hungry, that's where people normally use hunger, hunger. But you know, uh, even as Christians, we know that there are other forms and shapes of hunger. We can be hungry for God, isn't it so? We can be hungry for more. So hunger simply means it's the desire for something to meet our need. In the case of food, f food is, I mean, hunger is the need. And you are desiring food to meet the need, which is hunger, so that you will not uh, eventually die. Praise God. Praise God. So that is what hunger is. Uh, you can be hungry for food. And uh, this hunger that I'm talking about today is not about food, of course. You know, it's hunger for excellence we are talking about today. Praise God. There is a need for excellence, but you need to be hungry for it. If you want to be excellent, you must be hungry for it. I will say that again. If you want to be excellent in life, there is a hunger level you need to have. Praise God. It's not an event. Hunger is a, I mean, excellence is a lifestyle. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. So if you want to be excellent, you must be hungry for it. You wake up in the morning, you say to yourself, you declare over your life, I'm going to give the best and everything I have to this thing. Praise God. Appetite. Appetite on the other side. Appetite is the capacity required to satisfy us. When somebody is hungry, for example, <laughs> there are different people when they are hungry. The way they approach hunger is different. 
you need to visit a, a buffet. I've missed uh, going to buffet lines now because of the pandemic suspended that. Praise God. But you see some people, when they mount their mountain, you have to say, God, have mercy. Praise God. The plate is so full. Amen? Um, do you know that there are people that, when they are hungry, quite all right, they have, they have, I mean, they are so hungry. But once they start eating, maybe after five spoons, they are satisfied. Have you met such people before? That it doesn't take much to satisfy them. That is not the kind of appetite you need when it comes to excellence. You need to be hungry and have large appetite. Not five spoons. I've seen people finish a whole bowl of Kentucky. A whole, you know those Kentucky things? Ah! Ah! You alone eat all this thing? He said, uh-huh. He said, normally I'll do two. I'm just taking it easy today. A whole bowl. Now, I told myself, that's the kind of appetite you need for excellence. Large appetite. Appetite has to do with capacity. Capacity for more. You need that capacity to be able to maintain excellence in your life. Because if it takes so little to satisfy you, you won't have excellence. Excellence will not be a quality that is improving in your life if it's so little to satisfy you. Like I told you, what that lady, that faithful woman did in my office the other time. I told you something. Now, now my appetite for cleaning, what has happened to it? It has increased. Now, if you clean my office, in fact, people are telling themselves secretly, don't bother yourself to go and clean pastor's office. Just tell sister, ah, ah, ah. She will go. She will do the good job. Praise God. What has happened? The appetite has enlarged. Praise God. And that is what happens when it comes to excellence. You must have a large appetite. Everybody say a large appetite. A large appetite. Praise God. Have you learned something so far? Now, we talked about approving things that are excellent. So we've learned about excellence. We've learned about what it takes to have excellence in your life. It's about having hunger and what? Appetite. Come on, say it like you mean. Hunger and? Uh-huh. You need to have hunger an appetite in your life, then a large appetite so that excellence can be your norm. Now, approving things, in approving things that are excellent, I want to first make two profound statements to get into God's approval process. Number one, God approves of things that meet his requirement. Now, you can say you are the best. You can say, oh, nobody does it like you. But look, when it comes to God, it has to be his own requirement. Praise God. God does not just approve anything we do. He does not just approve things because we have good intention. Many people believe that because their intention is right, then God must approve it. No. 
He does not approve of something because you like it. He does not approve of something because you spent so much time in doing it. He approves of things because they meet his requirement. Because they meet his requirement. Some parents feel in order to be good parents, all they need to do is approve whatever their kids tell them. Once they approve it, they feel that, okay, you know what? Uh, I'll be good with my daughter. I'll be good with my son. No. Actually, one of the ways you show you love people is to let them know of things you approve of and things you disapprove of. Now, we're getting to somewhere serious now. We're getting to God's approval process. Thank you, Lord. God always only approves things that meet his requirement. He did not approve of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden when they ate the forbidden fruit. He did not approve it. But he approved of what Abel did when he gave the offering. So God has an approval process and a disapproval process. Praise God. Number two, the second thing I want to share with you is that when God approves or disapproves of a thing, he expresses it. God is not man that will be hiding or pretending. No. And the Bible says, be ye imitators of God as dear children. I think this pattern must be clear to us as children of God. When something is not excellent, listen to me. Don't coerce it. Don't pardon it. Don't allow it. Amen? Praise God. When things are not excellent, it's not excellent. It doesn't have enough, another voice. When things are not meeting the requirement, show it, express it that it doesn't meet the requirement. Praise God. That is how God does things. If you look at it in the life of Cain, God disapproved what Cain did. And he showed it, he expressed it. Abel, he approved of what he did and he expressed it. The Bible says he came to God as a sweet-smelling savour. And God expressed it. He showed that he loved what Abel did. In Adam and Eve, he disapproved it. He showed it. <clears throat> he does not keep it a secret when he disapproves of something. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you an example of God's approval. And we go through the process. In the next few minutes I have, I believe that this will be able to guide you on your journey of destiny. That when we talk of excellent things belongs to God, it will help you to approve things that you should approve in your life and things that you should disapprove in your life. It will help you in the work you do, whether in the circular or in the kingdom. It will help us as a church to bring this throne of grace church to be a cutting edge church in the city of Richmond Hill. That there are churches and there is a church. Praise God. 
and God will take us there in the name of Jesus Christ. So, I'm going to use God's house. In the, in, in, there was a time his house was like in tents. We call it Tabernacle of Moses. And also there was a time, Temple of Solomon. And you could see God's approval processes in these two. You could see God's disapproval processes in these two houses. Praise God. So the first one, the Tabernacle of Moses. We call it so because God instructed Moses to build it. So we name it Tabernacle of Moses. It was a temporal building, a temporal structure, which housed the, the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. This tabernacle went through about four phases. God's dealings with Israel concerning this tabernacle. About four phases. And I'll quickly give you the phases. The phase one was the commissioning of the tabernacle. The second one was the implementation process. The third one was the appraisal systems. And the fourth one was the approval process. These four phases you can see in the scripture. And you can see that something starts with commissioning. Commissioning. What is the vision? What is the plan? What is the plan, master plan from heaven? Not from here. So, in the first phase of the commissioning of the tabernacle, God shows the pattern to Moses. Exodus 25. Exodus 25, verses 8 to 9. How many minutes do I have left, sir? Hmm? 20, okay. I'm good. I'm glad. Exodus 25. If you are there, say, I got it. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Exodus 25 from verses 8 to 9. 8 to 9 and verse 40. If you are there. And let them make a sanctuary that I may dwell amongst them according to all that I showed thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall ye make it. You see, he was telling him to make it according to pattern. And verse 40, he says, And look that thou make them after their pattern which was showed thee on the mount. Make sure you make it according to pattern. Here is the commissioning. God takes Moses. He shows Moses alone the pattern. He shows Moses alone the vision. He shows Moses alone the plan. The same way God will take your pastor. Wherever he had been, whether in the nations of the world, God gave him a pattern that I'm taking you to a country called Canada. And uh, this is what and what you are going to be doing. In this place, he gives him a vision. He shows him a pattern. You're going to start a church. You're going to call it throne of grace. Why is it called throne of grace? Because of the things particularly I've shown to you. And make sure you do it according to what was shown to you. Praise God. And here is, here, here is uh, Moses. This building is God's tabernacle. It's not dependent on what people like or what people don't like. It depends on what God requires. 
God wants to be done. Praise God. Amen. So, in verse 40, he emphasized that you take note of the word, you build it according to pattern. A, a pattern is a unique form and likeness. It's a unique form. It's unique what God shows every individual. He showed only to Moses and to no one else. Praise God. He showed only to Moses the vision. The same way he'll give the pastor, for example, of this great house, a vision. God now gives him instruction. Make it according to what I have shown you. Don't make it according to what somebody likes or not. There is zero tolerance for that. That means zero tolerance for deviation. You do it according to what I've shown you. They could not substitute the materials. They could not substitute the process. They had to do exactly the way God wants it done. You don't improvise when there is a pattern. You don't make mistakes and call it a new style when there is a pattern. God told Moses, make it exactly according to pattern. Gold for the things of gold, silver for the things of silver. Don't replace silver where there's supposed to be gold. Don't replace wood where there's supposed to be brass. Don't replace purple for red. Praise God. Don't replace red for purple neither. A defect of any kind, a defect of any kind can cause disaster. People who should come and glorify God may not be able to glorify God because you did not do it according to pattern. It's not excellent. You might think you have met the requirement, but God says, no, it's not your requirement. It is my requirement. I created them. I created human beings. I know what they need. Praise God. So it must be done according to pattern. Failure to do so is always a disaster. In the manufacturing industry, you see when there is defect. For example, in the automobile industry, let me make a disclaimer. I don't work in any automobile industry. All right. In the automobile industry, when they make mistakes, they have to do something called a recall. Do you know that? They have to fix the vehicle back. I'm sure some of you have gotten uh, letters to say that your vehicle is on recall and so on and so forth. Uh, new immigrants may not know that when you hear recall, they say, who wants to possess my vehicle? No, I paid. No, no. Recall simply means, uh, all right, we know what it means. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, so when they said there's a recall, now, do you know how many billions of dollars go into recalls just because somebody did not pay attention? Somebody did not pay attention to do it according to pattern. The same way in the kingdom, it's a colossal damage when we don't do things according to pattern. When we choose not to be excellent by default, we cause the kingdom of God a great heartache. So Moses was told, it's not time for you to be creative, but follow pattern. Consequences of not following pattern always brings about a colossal damage. Because if you mix this part of this system, something, someone that is supposed to worship God 
will not be able to give glory back to God. Number two, because of our time, implementation. So we see the part one, that is Moses was given the pattern. Number two, implementation process. God chooses craftsmen for the work. Even though Moses was given the vision, Moses could not do the craft of the building. Moses could not do it. All that Moses had was the vision. All that Moses had was the picture in the mind of God. Praise God. But Moses could not do the technical part of the work. So God chooses craftsmen for the work. Exodus 31 from verses 1 to 5. You will see some people being mentioned there that God specially anointed and put his spirit upon them. And this is one of the things. And I want us to be careful here as a church. Because some of us know we have the spirit of God. Some of us know we have the wisdom of God. But listen to me. You are not the one God showed the vision. You are not the one God gave the pattern to. So therefore, while acknowledging you have the spirit of God. While acknowledging you have the wisdom of God. While acknowledging the gifts of God within you, you still need to submit to the one God gave the vision to. I hope I did not touch on some tools there. You need to submit absolutely. Otherwise, you will bring colossal damage. Things will not be excellent. There will be conflicts. Rather than promoting the kingdom and getting lives changed and destinies transformed, we will become a chaotic water. And you know, sheep... Do not drink water in a muddy pond. Look at sheep. They will never drink water in a muddy pond. They'll just be doing meh, meh, meh. They will not go near the pond. You know why they will never drink in a muddy water? Because they are not sure whether a crocodile is there. But when the water is clean and pure, they can drink anytime. He lead them by the still, still water. Not muddy. When there's too much conflict, it becomes muddy. Then we make a mess of the kingdom. Praise God. I hope we are learning something. Exodus 31, verses 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezel, the son of Uri, and the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Did you see that? As God called Moses, he's also called them. God also called you. I agree. But see how the pattern is in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship. His own is workmanship. He's not the vision bearer. He's workmanship. To devise cunning works, to walk in gold and in silver and in brass. They are the best of the best because they had the spirit of God in them. But they don't have the pattern, sir. It's with the visionary. Are you listening to me? Oh, maybe, I, maybe this is a teaching for ministry. I don't know. Let's go on. He knows what is to be done. But people with technical skills are different. They are choice people. Spirit-filled. Wise, technically skilled. So God gives a pastor, for example, the vision. But God puts other people, like those people in the technical department, those wonderful people doing the camera, those wonderful people managing the internet, 
those wonderful people greeting people when you are coming in. As I was approaching the doors, some wonderful sisters came. They greeted me. I felt good. I felt at home. Praise God. And so on and so forth. There are people who are in this church who are clean. For example, I entered the washroom this morning. The washroom was sparkling clean. You must give me the number of the person that cleans your washroom. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, many, 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 maybe many people don't know that cleanliness truly is next to godliness. I can imagine how the throne room will be. Praise God. Do you think dust will be around the throne room or the, uh, no, no, no. It will be perfecto. Praise God. Amen. So since I know I'm still going there, let me start practicing it here. Amen. So I won't be a stranger when I get there. Praise God. Praise God. So he gives these technical skills to others. But you see, everybody's playing his own part. As somebody's taking care of first timers, somebody's taking care of the, look at all of a sudden, the most important department in every church now is which department? Ah, praise God. Every pastor has to be nice to them. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> like yesterday when I was doing, I was doing some broadcast yesterday, doing some pre-recording because we don't get to travel to many places. In fact, I was shocked when pastor said, no, we have to do it in-house. Uh, because many places you just do video and send. So yesterday, they had to do the recording for the concert. That's your own, the same thing. So different groups have been coming in to do the recording. Some will do recording and send and so on. We call our own precious Lamb of God, our Easter citywide concert. So they have been there all day. And again, God has just promoted us in our church. Our local TV station, they invited us in to start broadcasting our TV there. Praise God. Pray very well before you go on TV station. <laughs> it is work. It is work. So yesterday as I was leaving the place, I was telling them, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I went away. I came back. I said, I really appreciate you guys. I love you. Ah. Because at the push of a button, everything can go. At the push of a button, everything can go. Praise God. God bless you. On behalf of pastor, I'm saying, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there are other people called to the work. While Moses cannot do it alone, there are people anointed. The spirit of God is in them. They are doing it the way God has put the spirit in them. Like, look at this wonderful cameraman in front of me. He has been zooming in, zooming back, zooming in, zooming back. If you go and bring another person that can speak in tongues, I say, you can speak in tongues. Oh, yeah, stay there. you just be seen silly throughout the service. He has redirected the camera. He said, no, we can't see him. Said, ah, this is him. I'm seeing him. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, the third appraisal, the third one is appraisal systems. Now, before I talk about appraisal systems, let me say something about the implementation precept. Now, I know the Bible did not record this, but I can imagine that there had been times when these great designers would have come to Moses that look, this is the best you can get, sir. And Moses looks at it. He says, no. 
is not according to pattern. And they will go back, stamp their feet. I don't know what's wrong with this man. I don't know this and this. I spent 13 hours on doing this thing. And he said, he's not accepting it. Let him go and find it somewhere else. This and that. And so on. Now, the Bible did not record all this. But I know they must have been butting heads. Do you agree with me? There must be times you, you know, except you are not working in offices today. Have you had a boss you go with, with and you have really done the work very well and your boss says, it's rubbish. Hmm? He won't say it like that, but he will say it in a nice way. You understand? That he won't say it's rubbish, but he will say, give me one of those phrases. It can be improved on, upon. That's what they're, they're just trying to tell you that you didn't do anything. Okay. Uh, uh, again? Can we make it a little bit better? Those are diplomatic ways of saying it. What they are saying is it's nonsense you did. But they're saying, can we make it a little bit better? Amen. Praise God. Number three, because of <laughs> time is past, man. Appraisal systems. That's the third thing. Moses assesses the work of the craftsmen according to Exodus 39, 42 to 43. You can write it down. Moses now blesses them. He blesses them. Only the one with the pattern can satisfy, can certify the work. Moses now blesses them. A lot of people miss this in their journey. That the same person who God has given the vision to, God has permitted him to bless those who help in accomplishing the vision. And a lot of people miss pastoral blessings. Pastoral blessing is not just when the pastor comes on Sunday and blesses you. That's part of it. But it is when you have really put in the work and he blesses you. He blesses you. Many Christians can be around the church. They are not working. They are still missing out of the blessing. Yes, you can tap into some things. For example, God is still prospering you. Those are crumbs. The real deal, you are not getting it. Where you are today, you should have been far, far, far above that. But because you are not putting your impute and you are not taking the blessing. But today, I know you are taking a new turn. The Lord will bless you. I said the Lord will turn it around for you in the name of Jesus. So God shows the pattern to Moses, calls people in to join people with skill, and after they have done the work, God blesses, or the man of God, or the Moses in the house blesses. Now, just because you feel good with the work you have done does not mean the person who was shown the pattern, like Moses, will approve it. I want you to note that. Amen. The fourth one, because of our time, the approval process. After Moses has blessed, Moses still takes it to God ultimately. He needs to still check with God that, look, we have done it according to the pattern you showed me. God's glory is the test. God's glory rests upon the work that is done. That is how you know God has approved it, the glory of God. Everybody say the glory of God. How do we know God approves? How do we know that God, is in, uh, God loves our church when we see the glory every time, when we see the manifestations of God every time, when we see God doing things every time. Praise God. 
So when we don't see too much of manifestation, it's not that we are saying God is not with us. No, it might be that we have not done things lately according to pattern. It might be we need to do more. It might be that our excellence level has dropped. It might be that we need to revamp. It might be, it might be we need to refresh. It might be that we need to do something, but the glory of God must be revealed. Let's look at Exodus 40, 33 to 35. Exodus 40. I hope I'm not boring you this morning. Praise God. I'm glad. Glad I can be a blessing. 33. Are you there? If you got it, say, I got it. And he read up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set the hanging on the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Everybody say Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Glory. That's God's approval. Then what happened? And Moses was not able to enter the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle we will begin to experience God's glory like never before. In the throne of grace, church, the same atmosphere of the throne of God in heaven will become the normal atmosphere of this church. Yes, we will grow in leaps and in bounds. The presence of God will always tabernacle to show that God is pleased with us. The blind will see. The lame will walk. Those that are under the bondage of darkness will be delivered. There will be salvation of souls. In the name of Jesus, the saints will prosper. They will move forward. They will advance by the energy of God's spirit. In this house, we will grow in leaps and in bounds. We are barrier crossers. We are line crossers. In the name of Jesus, the lead of limitation will be opened wide. In the name of Jesus, we will catapult into places. We will break new grounds. New walls will be broken. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I know our time is first spent already. I wanted to talk about the temple of Solomon. The difference between the temple of Solomon and the... Just give me three minutes. I think I can round it up in three minutes. The temple of Solomon... It's a more permanent structure. It's not like the, te the tabernacle of Moses. And um, this structure was built. Now, for reference, 2 Chronicles 5.1 and 2 Chronicles 5.11-14. Praise God. Something happened in this particular structure. It's amazing. There's a slight difference between the two. What we are doing in the building is a bit different from what we are doing outside the building. Now, this one lays emphasis on what goes on in the building. You know, in Moses' time, it was the tabernacle they were building, right? The structure. But in the tabernacle... I mean, in the temple of Solomon, it lays emphasis on what goes on in the building. For example, have you seen beautiful buildings, beautiful structure? You enter the place 
and the attitude of the people who are attending to you stinks. Have you seen such before? Have you experienced that? Oh, what an edifice. What a beautiful place. And you want to enter the place and appreciate the place. You, see, you even say good morning. Warm. Good morning. Mm-hmm. They've gone. Nobody is courteous enough to say hello. Nobody is saying, how can I help you? So, so in, 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 the, in the building, in the Solomon's temple, is talking more about what goes on within the building. There is structural approval, but also there is systems approval. There is what? Systems approval. This time, the glory of God came upon the tabernacle of Moses. The glory of God also came on the temple of Solomon. But what brought the glory in the temple of Solomon is that the systems within the structure was approved. The systems, it works. In this great house, the systems will work. In the name of Jesus, that's I tell my people, church does not start in the sanctuary. Church starts from the parking lot. Praise God. The parking lot tells the story what the church will be like. Praise God. People need a warm greeting. People need it. You know, the devil has battered a lot of people. They have wrestled with beasts, men like beasts, like Paul did in Ephesus. They had wrestled with men like beasts all week. Then you are coming to church. Praise God. Don't join the devil in beating them down. Praise God. They are coming. You should greet them very well. Praise. That's systems. We are talking of systems. You should greet them very well. That is your duty. You are part of the skilled people that have been anointed. Workers. You are part of the skilled people that have been anointed to join Moses to do the work. The pastor can be in the parking lot. If he does so, it's once a while. But you are the one who can be there. Amen? You are the ones who will encourage those that are coming. Ministry of first attention. Praise God. As they are coming, your smile is good. Not like holy police. Don't park there. They don't need that. They don't need that. If you organize yourself well, they won't park there in the first place. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why they come in. You see, that's where their church service has started there. You have given them encouragement. You've given them hope. They come in. It might be a first time you don't even know. But they have come in. As they have come in now, they hear the beautiful choir singing. Not all single, single. Huh? They are singing heavenly melody. Praise God. I'm not saying, oh, single, single is not heavenly. Don't get me wrong. I must balance it. But in this part of the world, it's not a single, single. Praise God. You understand? They receive the warmth of worship. Hallelujah. The usher greets them well. It's not that the usher spoils their day. They have already sat down and said, no, you can't sit there. Come. Uh, if you are saying they can't sit there, you should have been, you should have put a sign or something that tells them they couldn't sit there. Praise God. Do you know displacing a place alone? That's the last, displacing somebody alone, that's the last time you see the person. Because you have spoiled their day. Praise God. Amen. 
I'm not saying that, I'm not saying people who are veterans, praise God, people who know what is right, and they still go and do wrong things. Mm, those people move them. Yeah, you can take it. But there are some people, no, they are just new in the body. They are used to being hot all over, and if you're going to hurt them in church again, they say, well, I better sit at home. Praise God. But I know we are going places. Come on, let me hear a good amen. amen. We are going places. So systems approval. Now, one of the things that happened, and I'll close with this, uh, although I have so many things to say, but one of the things that happened here in the structural approval process is that, look at Second Chronicles 15. 15 verse 13. 2 Chronicles 15, 13. That whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. That was the vow they were making to God. And let's read it to the end. Let's do 14 as well. 14. And they swore unto the Lord with a loud voice and in shouting and with trumpets and with, and with, connects. They were in unison. They were in oneness. They were in harmony. That in this we agree. We agree with this vision that it is only God and God alone. Praise God. And when they did that, something happened. The Bible says the glory of the Lord came again. So three things we need to take home here. Number one, if you read the earlier places I told you to read, you'll find out that their performance, they played skillfully. They played skillfully. They put skill into everything they do. In every part of this church, let skill be there. Amen? put skill in every part. Number two, there was polyphony. That is, they were in unison. They harmonized their efforts. They shouted. When it was time to shout, they shouted together. They shouted with a loud voice. Praise God. No showmanship. Nobody wanted to excel or exceed the other. No. They were in unity. They were in oneness. And you, have you observed that when a team, when they are together, they can't, they can't be stopped? I remember, don't mind me, my wife will forgive me, don't worry. If she doesn't give me lunch, Pastor Mrs., I will use it to, amen. Praise God. Uh, in the country my wife was born in that I was telling you, there was this, uh, there, there was this time, all our footballers, how many people are into football? Because all my examples this morning, you have not, uh, the one of automobile, all of you are, you should be going for car shows now. Amen. Okay, you are into football. Well, is it soccer? Soccer. Let me call it soccer here. Because football is different from my son. Amen. Now, they had all these superstars in Europe and everywhere. And um, so it was time to play for the national, uh, they wanted to qualify for African Cup of Nations. So they brought them all back home, and uh, they were all international stars. The whole country was excited that they are going to win. Look, we have about eight professionals, and this and that. 
And four days to the tournament, they were coming in, four days, four days. So they trained, they practiced. Of course, you can tell me the result. It was woeful. There wasn't any blending. Everybody just wanted to shine. Uh, one guy called JJ, he would dribble, dribble, dribble. He would dribble himself. <laughs> ah, everybody was just playing nonsense. In short, they failed woefully. But look at our dear Toronto Raptors. Praise God. For years, when I got into this country, I, I didn't like Toronto Raptors. I gave them a nickname. I'm ashamed of the nickname I gave them now. I said, I said natural losers. They would play off. They would do well. But in the competition, they would just lose gallantly. Every time, every year. About the sixth year, me that I don't give up on this. I said, no. I didn't. Because my little cousin told me that. Time. He said, but, but sir, you don't give up on this. I said, no, I didn't give up. I suspended them. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. I said, I suspended them. Until when they got rid of all the oldies and they brought these young people together. And, they were, and the world was saying there, hey, pay attention to these boys. There were no names when they started. All these, they, no names. They just started. Bah, 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 bah. And they started playing, 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 playing. When they had played a couple of months together, they became very strong. And the rest is history. Four million people were waiting for them the day they came. Was it four or one? I can't even remember. One million. I think one million. The day when they returned with the NBA. Four million was waiting for them. They played in unison, in oneness, in oneness. Be a team player in this church. The glory of God must be revealed. We must play together as a team. That is when excellence has its full day. And lastly, precision. They were exact in sound. When they all shouted, it was in oneness, precision. God will bind us together with this cord that can never be broken. Can I hear good amen in the house? Let's stand on our feet. Let's lift up our hands to heaven and appreciate God that as from today henceforth is things that are excellent. I will go for in the name of Jesus. My God is a God of excellence. Excellence shall be my portion, shall be my pattern. Excellence is what I will do all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. Come on, appreciate God. Bless God. Bless God for bringing a word like this to you today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You are out there today. You are not yet saved. You want to become a child of God. I don't know how you got onto this platform. Maybe a friend invited you. Maybe you are flipping on YouTube. But it is time for you to give your heart to him. I want you, because I know he can turn you to be an excellent person today. Right now, wherever you are, I want you to just bow down your head and just place your right hand on your chest. It's just a sign of concentration, nothing else. And just begin to ask the Lord to forgive you to forgive you of all your sins, to forgive you of the bad things and the wrong things you have done in this life. And I want you to know that he can set you free in the name of Jesus. So wherever you are, I want you to say after me, if you mean it with all your heart that you want Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Today, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. 
I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. Today, write my name in the book of life. Today, save my soul. And according to the word of God, from today, henceforth, I am saved in Jesus' name. I want to welcome you to the family of God. It's the greatest family on the earth. I'm sure upon the line right now, upon the screen you are watching, there will be a link to the website of the church. Come on, put your name down and send us your information. We will also be able to get to you, whether sending Bibles to you and materials that can help you in the first phase of your journey. Congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. Come on, church, let us appreciate those who have come to be part and parcel. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I fall. Lift up your hands to heaven. And if there is anything you are believing God for, that even the message today has brought a touch to, it might be your business. Perhaps that's the missing link in your business. You haven't taken it to that excellent level. You haven't taken it to that place where you begin to stand before kings and not mere men. I want you to begin to talk to God. Could it be your academics that is not yet excellent? Could it be you just started a job and things are not working out well? You've just got the key. It is excellence you should go for. Right now, I want you to begin to draw grace for that excellence. Let your, the spirit of excellence find expression in my life right now. Father, I choose to be excellent. All the instructions I've received today, all the principles I've received today, I receive a depth in hunger, a depth in appetite for excellence. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I receive it. 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 In the name of Jesus, Randa Gabadu Soto, I prophesy over your life. May you be excellent in all your ways. May you be excellent in all your days. May everything you lay your hands to do turn to the excellency of God. In the name of Jesus, may you represent the kingdom in the spirit of excellence. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak over the works of your hands. May it begin to produce excellence. May what you do, may everything you lay your hands on turn into excellence. In the name of Jesus, may your children be excellent. May your marriage be excellent. May your spouse be excellent. May everything about you voice the voice of excellence. May your household be full of excellence. May what you do in the kingdom be excellent. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the excellency of God will come upon you. May your character be excellent. In the name of the Lord Jesus, glory be to God in the highest. Yes, I see somebody with neck pain. Neck pain. You have pain in the neck. Oh, there is a heavy healing anointing here right now. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Everyone with spirit of infirmity in your body, I speak to you right now. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of God come upon you right now. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Somebody with a blood condition. God is healing you now. You are feeling a warmth in your body. 
that's the power of God receive your healing in the name of Jesus somebody with a stomach problem you have pains in your stomach area receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus shout it loud I receive in the name of Jesus the healing anointing is strong there is somebody here you always been disturbed with migraine headaches migraine headaches are gone forever in the name of Jesus you foul spirit of infirmity out of that body in the name of Jesus you are healed if the son of God set you free you are free forever you are healed right now receive your healing in the name of Jesus somebody's believing God for the fruit of the womb you are online right now believing God for the fruit of the womb I hear his voice he said you have conceived in this month you have conceived in the name of Jesus receive it and say amen to that in the name of Jesus you are pregnant by the power of God's Spirit in the name of Jesus and somebody is here you are going to hear good news this week it's good news concerning the placement of work you have been believing God right now you have been believing God for a while for your work receive that miracle job in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ there's somebody here who had been trusting God for promotion for a turnaround the glory and the lifter up of your head is lifting you now receive your promotion in the name of Jesus oh I sense it again good news is coming for somebody I said good news is coming for somebody receive your good news in the name of the Lord Jesus thank you father there is somebody here listen to this one because the heavy grace of turn around is coming for you Amen. things have not been working too well lately you have toiled and toiled it seems the toiling is not giving up but today you want the Lord to show up for you I pray for you by faith mm, thank you Holy Spirit God says he's showing up for you already the God of turn around turn it for you every negativity in your life the Lord of turn around turn it for you everywhere where it has been negative I said the Lord turn it around for you in the name of Jesus the Bible says only shouts of joy shouts of rejoicing will be heard in the tabernacle of the righteous. Yay! Only shouts of victory is heard in your house from today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody having hand pain, stretch your hand. Stretch your hand, stretch your hand. I see the chains fall off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray for you today. The pandemic going on in the world today, none will come near you. Amen. None will come near your children. I anoint you with the anointing of the Holy Ghost that surpasses the voice, that surpasses the power of, uh, of inoculation. I said now, you are divinely inoculated. Amen. You are divinely vaccinated Amen. in the name of Jesus. Coronavirus will bow for you in the name of Jesus. No strange strand will come near your dwelling place in the name of Jesus. 
you and your household you are exempt you are free in the name of Jesus thank you father in Jesus name we are prayed we commit this ministry to your hands oh God throne of grace Richmond Hill will soar higher and higher greater and greater better and better by this time next year this room will not be able to contain them in the name of Jesus, make this church a voice in this land. Make it a voice in this city. Let everyone that comes into this house be truly blessed. Lord, we lift up the hand of your servant and the supporter of your servant, our parents in this house. Lord, we say, we see their heart. How tenaciously they are laboring to see your work move forward in this place. Father, honor their faith. Let it work in their hands like never before. What things ever they say should go will go. Things they say should come will come. Lord, let your hand be strong upon them like never before. Let power be released upon them like never before. Let them grow like never before in leaps and in bounds. I ask you, Lord, to continue to discharge accurately and divinely the duties of your ministry in the name of Jesus. That the King of glory will constantly release into your life the power of his name. The power and the glory of his name in the name of Jesus. May you continue to discharge accurately and divinely the duties of your ministry to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca. The word works. Throne of Grace, transforming lives, establishing his kingdom.